Hello, welcome to Crypto Roundup Africa. Crypto Roundup Africa is a weekly recording session where we invite industry experts and speakers to discuss technical and fundamental trends, micro theses, and newsworthy events surrounding blockchain tech, cryptocurrencies, and digital assets. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Crypto Roundup Africa. I hope you're all doing well and having a great week. Uh, joining us to talk about blockchain tech-related solutions today is a software engineer. He has a deep understanding of cryptography and is building in the space. So we welcome Oyetoke Toby, the founder of BitPower. Hello, Toby. Hi, hi, Govi. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. I'm doing great. And you? I'm doing fine. Well, welcome to Crypto Roundup Africa. It's good to have you join us to unpack some of the exciting things you're building and the overall crypto ecosystem. Everyone listening, to start with, BitPower is a wallet and digital asset infrastructure platform that helps businesses build and expand on digital assets and crypto. So Toby is the founder of BitPower. Hello, Toby. Hi. How's your day going? My day has been going fine, going well. Yeah, cool. So let's get started. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, I mean, I don't know much about you and I don't think a lot of people here to also do. So let's get started that way. Okay, so um, pretty much. Uh, okay, so let me just start with my name. Uh, my name is Toby Oyetoke. I'm, I'm the founder of BitPower. I would say um, basically my background has been in software engineering. In the past, um, companies and I so I've worked with them on different projects. And especially when it comes to blockchain products or blockchain projects, I pretty much work with um, different. And I would say in the aspect of providing um, crypto payment and also providing um, the infrastructure for businesses um, to build on, right? So um, in the past, I've like um, I've had experience building like three to di- um, two to three, three different. Um, blockchain business um, from um, B2 to Aboki.com to um, Bitcoin Aboki, right? So they're like um, exchanges, then also an exchange platform, right? Um, for you to exchange crypto to Nera or, or vice versa, right? So um, yeah, basically um, with that, um, I pretty much had, I pretty much have good understanding of when it comes to building right, um, building a product or a project on the blockchain, when it comes to like giving, um, rather than going like because um, when it comes to the blockchain, a lot of people think oh about the technical, the real, real technical aspect, which is very, which can be very confusing for a normal user, right? So um, you being able to build a product on it and um, translate that into a into it into a product that is can, that can be used by layman just to get things done, like buy and sell crypto or exchange crypto, either P2P or decentralization or so. Right? So um, that only is really um, kind of something. Um, I'll pretty much um, add some experience on yeah. So, so you mentioned that you also was part of the team that built or worked on Aboki FX. No. So, not Aboki, does, not Aboki FX. Aboki.com. Not Aboki. Okay. Okay. I thought Aboki FX. I'll be like, you're one of the people Mephi is inviting to come. Uh, no, I beg. No, no, Tell him to come fight me. Uh, no, definitely so, not. So, just to show like you already got your muscles <laughs> ready to go fight me. No, 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 definitely not. No, me and Mephi don't have anything. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's super cool yeah well, i mean it just shows the 
experience do you have, right? Like being able to work as a, with other themes within the space before starting your own thing. So that would lead me, how did you come about Big Power? Like, okay, so, uh, where does it fit in all of this? Uh, yeah, so Big Power didn't really come as like, um, the way Big Power came was like, it didn't really come as an idea, right? So because, um, like I said, in past, I've worked with different projects. And one of the issues we usually encounter is finding a reliable infrastructure, right? So when it comes to infrastructure, right, building a product on a blockchain is very complex, right? You need to have a blockchain engineer, right? And there are different types of blockchain engineer, right? So I have encountered this a lot whereby, um, okay, let's say you want to integrate Bitcoin, you want to support Bitcoin and blockchain, you need to go go on your own Bitcoin node, go on your own, create your own Bitcoin wallet, go on your own Bitcoin wallet, right? Then figure out how to secure your keys if you want to, like, take control of your user funds. Then the other option is to use another, like, let's say, another wallet infrastructure, right? So, I mean, these are questions I asked when I started, because um, when I started building, or like when, when I get into building blockchain project, right? Because um, the way I got into blockchain, blockchain is like, I was just like, I was just, I read the, I read, um, first time I read Bitcoin White Paper was um, in 2017. I really, I didn't really go into it much because I was like building my um, software engineering career. Then second time was when someone asked me like, okay, I want to do this. Can we do that? And uh, that was like 2018. And then um, it was really, I, I haven't really gone too deep into Bitcoin development or trying to understand how to run my own Bitcoin core, right? So he did come like okay i want to do this right it came as a challenge to me right so people came as a challenge to me in the sense that i need uh, a reliable solution i think um in the past right i've used um some wallet in particular i've used is like bitco and i'm very sure bitco like a lot of people use bitco right then i've also used block cipher right so these are tools i've used in the past to like to get to get work done right so but um these tools also right this infrastructure right have their own limits um for instance bitco is kind of pretty expensive a lot of expenses actually right so um these are and um then also like we started looking for other solution we couldn't like because we want to be able to support bitcoin support ethereum support other assets right um you can really find services of or that offer this thing at like a, at a very cheap um value also right so these are things like so it came to me as like a challenge right so then what i had to do was because we're like number one bitcoin was like taking almost half a month no, right. So, like, what we had to just do is, like, um, create. So, I had to just go, like, this was 2019. I had to just sit down, like, then, um, build, like, build, like, go just go, like, set up everything myself from, in, from the node to the wallet to securing the keys and everything. Then from there, things just, um, started, so from there, I started going deep, deep, deep into, from Bitcoin development to Ethereum to other aspects. But basically, right. So, I think from there, then I started working on other projects as well right so now you can imagine working on different projects and they're almost like doing the same thing like okay i want to payment i want a an exchange right so i sort of like okay rather than implementing this differently i could just create a service so i create a, I create a simple service with the node i'm running i run my own node right i create a service and um, i started using it for people like the project i was using for right so i think and also i was on the project i didn't charge i was like because i hosted it on myself and so it's to so it made my work 
very faster because because I've done it because I've already done the hard work. All I need to just build is just to build a layer on top of it to provide so the project that I was working on, right? So it was faster and easier, right? Um, to build by then, to build all those projects by then. So I didn't really take it as something I would really go go into, right? So then what really now made me start doing like I must do the power was because one of the projects we did was like okay, so well, we got I got paid for the project like normal as um contributing to the project and everything. The project really went well because because it's not really like a core project it's just like a side project and it really went well and it was like damn this is really cool because I had no idea that what I did the simple stuff I did then could actually be this reliable and be this like being able to over like I, I it was just it just came as a job to me then from there I started thinking of, okay whether to create a Bitcoin wallet API then then from there I started like I, I, I then I turned into like a Bitcoin wallet API where I just have um, the like some new two projects right then from there I was like, okay, from uh, if I could just do more, go into deep, then started working on Ethereum, started looking at adding Ethereum because uh, not because um, the goal is not to just to add Bitcoin, right? Because pretty much almost there are, other, there are different services offering Bitcoin wallets, API, right? There's so many, it's block cipher, crypto API, there's a lot, right? So, right, so now giving to so now giving um, now giving um, users the ability to really build on rather than trying to build on different services, like for instance, now a lot of people, a lot of business, if they want to build. Right, they want to support let's say an exchange, they want to support Ethereum and stuff. So if they want to use an external service, they have to figure out okay, who's gonna provide us Bitcoin, who's gonna provide us Ethereum, who's gonna provide us this, right? So you have to like start using you have to start using like different services to just power like just you want to support Ethereum or support this. You have to start using different services because um not because one service doesn't support everything, right? I mean that also makes the, that service simple, but it's a work for you as a business trying to make sure that there's reconciliation between different services like okay how much is this going whereas where you could actually go actually support all these services so from there i said okay uh, what people could do in this sense is to actually provide um all the tools and the blockchain all the tools um the platform for you to build a, a successful business on blockchain meaning having a full data asset infrastructure and not just only one blockchain not just only one blockchain having different blockchain from bitcoin to ethereum having like polygon if you're in the actual solution or a pos solution right having um tron and all these other other services from bitcoin cash to dodge right so like being able to like you having access to all this blockchain in one platform and not just only providing the API but also providing like a dashboard where you can as a non-business person you can actually control everything you could do through the API right and I mean there's a lot of things we've done right we've actually been building this for nine months right we've been working on the power for nine months and we, we currently have some people who are building right, right now with people are pretty much spoken with right most of them already have like oh they have, you have a service giving us this point but we're looking for Tron we have a service building us Ethereum by looking for finance, right? So that only is like ethic for developers or for businesses because you can't at a go decide, okay, I want to support every node. So that, so, so before I didn't really come as like, oh, I want to build it. It came as a challenge to me. So I think, um, I think that's the interesting thing about before because every day when I wake up, I'm always like, hey, how can I, what can I do next? How can I add more? Like almost every day. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's quite interesting, right? I mean, there's a lot to unpack from everything you've said. But the most important um, divergence for me is the fact that a lot of people that come on here to talk to us, they started building with Ethereum, but you started with, with Bitcoin. Like you started with the Bitcoin network, right? After you read the white paper in 2017. So that kind of stood out for me. I think Oloi has something to ask, then I'll go on. Oloi? Yeah, sure. 
Um, whenever I talk, especially whenever I'm talking to like really technical people, it's it starts to get a bit boring because they are technical, obviously, and that is um say not my fault or maybe not something I'm directly interested in. I understand that we're talking to a lot of projects and definitely gets technical, but I'd like to of course to make it um make it something a lot of people can relate to. As far as beat power goes, it it sounds like a very technical company, but it doesn't have to be. I mean these are my own um this is just me like off the top of my head. It is basically in my head, it's basically okay and in, in, in the in the on the case in the case that there is ever a bear run or something, where would you most likely trust your your assets to be? Would you trust them to be on a, on a centralized exchange where they might say, Oh, because a lot of people are pulling out funds, then we can't allow you to do that because we, we are trying to you know, sometimes centralized uh, exchanges they they stop withdrawals. And I know I'm going off off uh, off topic and all that stuff but it's just i want to make this as chatty as possible so that the 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 non-crypto native someone that has just trained because they're curious to see what we're discussing can actually like relate to your company instead of just uh bitcoin ethereum tron and all those things it might still be a bit like fine concept but i'm saying okay when the bear run eventually comes and exchanges start saying oh you can't withdraw this or you can't withdraw this what would you rather have your coins would you want to have them with the centralized exchange or would you want to have them where you have your own um, keys. So I think for me, that is where uh, Big Power comes in. It, it is a good idea. And the fact that you are Nigerian, so obviously I can find you. <laughs> that, that is very important. <laughs> no, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that is very important for me personally. Say if I'm going to like keep my key, if I'm going to like uh, have my keys and if something were to go wrong with yeah, the funds, so, then definitely yeah. I want to uh-huh. make sure there's a way I can still access the funds. So that could be yeah, a way so. that like people could relate to it. Okay. So, okay. So one thing I would like us to understand is uh, BitPower is not an exchange like Binance or let's say or Coinbase or Blockchain.com, right? So we basically provide the infrastructure. Meaning, number one, your funds are secured and insured, right? So when I mean secured, meaning that we have a... I, would, I wouldn't want to go deep into the technical aspect like you have mentioned, but uh, I mean, we have like an MPC. Our vault is secured by an MPC system. It's called multi-party computation, right? So meaning uh, in a simple term, just like when two or more computers come together to agree that, okay, this is the right person that wants to create this transaction, right? This is the right person that wants to withdraw, right? Then they have to come together as a consensus to agree that, okay, um, let's, I just like, let's um, try and regenerate uh, the keys or, or your, your money, right? And uh, without you initiating that, there's no way our system, right? So so there's no system would even know about that and it's, it's insured so we are working so bitpower is insured by we are like in partnership with uh, coin cover right so we are still working on processing that right um sam is every asset on bitpower is insured by bit by by coin cover right so uh, and also when it comes to let's say withdrawal right so you basically have access to your keys into so it depends on the kind of it's kind of the kind of um settings you have in your dashboard right normal you could actually export your keys directly from bitpower right or using your api key to export 
open your keys, like then your that means your mnemonic, or your your keys. That's the first time you create an account, like the first time you create the wallet in Bitpower. They are like policy. You haven't you have, you have, you even have to set as an admin. You can set a policy mm. of how transactions have been done on your dashboard. Everything is controlled by you, right? So it's not centralized. Your funds are not centralized. We don't. Um, your funds are secured and insured. So uh, I know a lot of people ask this question, right? So that's why I that's why we keep saying that we basically just provide the, the infrastructure for you, right? So for instance, you can yeah, bring so your basically own, you own your own your wallet, or even use uh, or, or as a technical company. Let's say you are, yeah, let's say you are worried about oh, where are my funds are they going to be secured, right? You can actually use our SDK, our wallet called SDK, which is out of the power reach, right? It's like a library. Now you've talked about the infrastructures that you provide API dashboard and everything. So now anybody who's listening might want to imagine this. What type of persons will be able to use these infrastructures you talk about? For example, the lady who says Ewa going on Twitter, can she be able to use your your infrastructures to actually accept payments from people who wants to buy a wagon or what kind of people are you looking to serve? Like what type of businesses? Yeah. So, um, the kind of people that can, that can use our dashboard, right? So I would say they need to be technical a bit, right? But not really technical, okay. right? Because what we have done to our dashboard is we made it easier for any, like they are going now to basically just use it to accept crypto payments. Meaning you can just go generate your, generate an address, right? Then um, you generate an address and you can send it to whoever wants to pay. Or you can send the person a checkout link where they could actually pay you it. But we don't offer fiat settlement. Meaning whoever, that means mm-hmm. if you want to withdraw, you have to withdraw in crypto. Then if you want to do fiat settlement, you need to talk to your dev to use our fiat settlement API. But from the dashboard, you can, yeah. set, you can, you can send out in fiat. But you can use the API. Is there a plan or is that something you are not willing to touch at all? Or is that because we are Nigerians have to think as Nigerians? So I don't know if that is um, something you think might come up in the future or maybe that is just not your interest uh, point and maybe you're looking to collaborate with other... Uh, yeah, so other- uh, basically, yeah. So in, the, in our roadmap, right, we do have that where you can actually um, set to some some assets like let's say Bitcoin definitely, then Ethereum, then um, then BNB, right? You can set to in error uh, at some point, right? Basically, if you have better than error on USD, right? So we, we have that on our roadmap, basically. But it's not really one of our core. It's just like a side thing along just to make the dashboard usable to, like, to, that, to the non-tech people, by the way, who, who is using our platform to, to uh, basically build their business. Okay, that makes sense. Now, let, let me relate you a little bit to... Okay, well, you've talked about how secure your platform is, like your infrastructures, and and how it is insurance covered and all of that. So let's just like talk within the general ecosystem, for example. Like recently, um, BitMart got hacked, right? So how, how do you think your solutions could have prevented a thing like that? I mean, because lo- loss of fund is definitely like a big thing, right? So if you were like in charge of the situation, how what would you have done differently? Yeah. So uh, basically, we started building BitPower, right? So because uh, when because the implementation of the Bitcoin or uh, let's say Ethereum, right? All these things are quite like not like they are quite easy, but like they are 
basically the essential part, right? But the security is very important to us, right? And that is why we choose, um, that is why we choose to build our vaults using the MPC system, right? Right. So one of the things we we did was to make sure that uh, when it comes to when it comes to transactions, right, there is a policy. You set the policy, right? Even before we started like having our dashboard, we've built like a way for you to basically set your policy over how transactions are being sent out. So these are policies are basically just um, rules to guide uh, to guide. Okay, number one, um, what transaction like how many transactions can be sent out? What amount? The limits of transactions that can be sent out from our wallet? Who can you send out to? What address? Um, who can approve transactions? Right. So that means if you have basically commands like this in, in a company, right? You have like levels of change of command. Let's say from accountant to, to finance. Let's say the CEO also has to approve the transaction, right? So you can set the policy, and if the police these policies or the rules are not met, um, your your transactions can be sent out anywhere. That's number one. Number two is um is our is our vault, right? So when it comes to security, we we did I the first thing was well, we did like almost three months work on vault, and what we did was to number one trying to break it and building it, right? So I mean we had like a call with um some that a call with even the security expert at um at um at Coin Power where we basically tried to like break it, right? And one of the things we did was to make sure that um there is no like there is what's insider theft, right? Insider theft is when let's say someone people or someone was able to get into a server, right? Maybe they're trying to steal your token, your asset, right? So well, that's one of the things we did, whereby it's almost impossible for you to do that because for you to do that, you need to basically have access to the three servers that are the our servers like that are coming together to basically agree on transactions, right? And if these two servers doesn't come together, transfer can be sent out because so your keys or your secrets are basically destroyed on port creation. Meaning when you get your keys, basically destroy your keys, send it to like three servers, right? So when you want to make transactions, this you you there's this key you're going to get like a password or so that you need to use that would let that would give you the authorization for you to even tell these servers that okay I want to make a transaction. So that alone, those places alone, I would say made it impossible for inside that theft, right? Let's say someone was able to get into our server, right? Maybe data database. Someone's because we can easily recover that our data shards from different uh, locations. Region, right? Then second one, second thing is recovery, right? So recovery is um basically let's say our server is down, right? Let's say our server is down, the power is down, something happened to us. I need to need to get money by out, right? Maybe I don't know anything, the power shut down today, right? Recovery is like um you can always recover your funds, right? From like uh from coin cover directly or using your or using the if you're using our custodial custodial wallet, you basically have access to your funds already, right? So what would I what 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 I would do differently is number one, like, if it's like, for example, look at Bajadao, right, they claim to be, to, they claim to be a Web2, Web2 solution because they are, most of the stuff they are doing when it comes to actions are done on the client, right, so one thing about, about client, let's say browser, is browser can't be really trusted, browsers can't be really trusted because anyone could inject anything to your browser, so I think turning transactions on the browser can be very tricky, so if you don't do it well, 
microfonts, right? So uh, what we are what we are doing differently is just to make sure that the transactions uh, transactions are signed on the server, and they are always signed when one the rules you have set, the user have set is met on the server before it can be sent out. And if any way someone was able to get to the server, it's almost impossible for them to even like recreate the whole step back because you need access to all this thing and only the users have access directly to what they have access to, like authorization or so. So yeah. Okay, great. So basically what I'm learning what if one of the major takeaways from this would be like your solutions actually provide multi sig uh transactions, right? Which is like it has to be signed by multi wallet for it to actually go through. So if somebody actually hacks into maybe the dashboard and you already set up multi sig, they wouldn't be able to actually yeah. take funds if yeah. I'm right. Yeah. So you can okay. set so for instance you can set like okay um three people have to sign this transaction for anything and go out. So if none of them if those three people doesn't sign, transactions can be sent out. Right. It won't even go because it won't even process it at all. Right. They all have to sign what are the three people you said three people I don't know if that is a technical term they're trying to um, break down or could you explain the concepts of that so when I mean no he just mentioned like for example you own a company you just say okay the CFO myself and somebody else have to all sign a transaction exactly so so you have to it's just like how you sign transactions on your MetaMask when you're doing a transaction right you only sign it yourself but it's just only create three people who have to all agree. It's just the same thing like a bank account. Oh, where that you makes have, sense. Yeah, multi-sig. Yeah. It has to be signed by multiple people for you to be able to get money out of that corporate account or whatever type of account. Yeah. So yeah, I think definitely. it's the same process on the blockchain, if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that's like multi-sig, right? So um, in the in your dashboard, you can invite your user, you can invite your employees, right? You can invite your CFO, invite your contact, invite your, anybody you could invite that has like change of command, right? Then you could set whether they can approve transactions or not. Right? You could also set how many transactions they can approve. Right? There are like rules you can set there. All these rules determines how like how you want how you want your dashboard to be secured. Right? Your transactions basically. Right? So these rules has to be met. Right? So let's say you can even say that okay, I like if two people already if if two people rejected this transaction, the transaction should fail. Meaning that let's say even though you have like ten approvals on the transactions and two people rejected it, it's going to fail because two people have rejected it and in your settings, right? So all these things are all these things are like the rules you put like that has to be that like you set in your dashboard before transfers can be sent out. So if someone maybe goes into your dashboard now, send the money, maybe someone goes in the dashboard now, they want to send money out, they can't even they can't even do that because they because all that's into make the transaction. Yeah, yeah. Um that that is a very good system. That is a very interesting thing to learn because I think I'm I'm learning it from you for the first time. And I think that makes sense as far as uh, corporate governance goes because there's always this um, as far as crypto goes I know we have the Crypto Roundup Africa Foundation that we do and most of the funds that we get from there comes to me directly I'm sure at some point when those funds become because right now maybe I can manage them at some point when those funds become something that one person cannot manage then we have to create a system where um, the disbursement of that, of that fund doesn't come to me alone because see let's assume I'm not a trustworthy person let's say I, I go and blow it on a 100x um, long that gets liquidated. There's nothing to actually stop me from that. But if uh, the 
system that you're talking about, it makes more sense in the sense that now there are checks and balances and for people in the corporate world, I think it, it has a really good uh, use case. So now let's just um, look at things from a real world application perspective. What business can you name right now that can use your product and what is the outcome? Just break it down. Nothing technical. Like, okay, maybe you want to use a while going as an example, like, or maybe you think, it's okay, that's stop, it, it doesn't. Using that okay, 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 so can yes, you yes, maybe yes, so what business can you feed right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Can Iyao you use your business? Like the woman who's serving Amala and Abula and everything, can she use your business and how can she use it? You mentioned about businesses that could build, that could use or the kind of company that could use uh, the power infrastructure right now. So I would say um, now at the enterprise uh, businesses, right? So let's say you are a retail business, you want to accept the payment, you could use our SDK checkout to accept the payment, right? Um, let's say you want to build an exchange, right? Your crypto to crypto to Naira or Naira to crypto, you want to build an exchange and um, you're looking for how you could use, right? You could use the power, our API and also our SDK to build your exchange, right? So um, if you're a fintech company, right? Let's say you are being a fintech company. You could also use our API to add um, crypto, uh, crypto infra into your into your existing payment. If you are building an escrow service or building, um, basically, if you are building like a product, right, that requires use, you interacting with the with data assets or crypto or crypto payment, right? You could use, um, you could actually use, uh, you could use the power um, API and the dashboard, right? Then for personal people, individuals that want to use the power, right? So right now, if you if you go on the power. You can only sign up as um, you can only sign up as I get as, as a personal and individual user. But right now you're only limited to accepting and just basically store assets and like um, store crypto crypto that right? you can't like exchange or do that kind of stuff. You can only like basically just like a place to just like a second wallet where you can store your assets, right? Uh, receive then send out. That's what you could use as a personal user. No, there's been not much there. Yeah, yeah also yeah. have change and the problem that was people obviously there are costs like involved if, if you're sending um erc tokens or trc tokens you're sending bitcoin so there's a network fee that is attached um to that so a bit power what 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 is that is it the same are you, are you charging people the same um because i know binance charges um 0.0005 btc for um off of um chain transactions so i don't know what's uh the plans of bitbar i mean what is the what are the cost uh implications of that okay so um for bitpower we don't charge any fees on your transactions right wow uh, we don't charge network at right, all on your transaction we whatever fees whatever yeah whatever fees you pay whatever whatever blockchain tells you not to estimate fees to transactions what they're going to pay right so we don't charge we don't add extra fees to your transactions or to your withdrawal right so uh if you want to use the api you uh dashboard you there's a there's a pricing right where you could where we're going to send you the pricing from a setup fee then also um then also a commitment fee that you pay out like almost every month more like an hundred dollar or so so like yeah for businesses then and for this is different for retail or businesses yeah yeah it's yeah it's different from retail right so we don't charge we don't charge like um um we don't get to charge like from like maybe from your transaction or no no because uh we don't because it's basically really have access or have that control by you. So basically we don't can't take um we can't um take it from there. So what we do is we get an invoice every month of your usage right and mostly it's like around hundred dollars. 
also like um there's like also a for every draw like there's like a fee you pay once you reach once you have reached out let's say fifty K upward, three thousand dollars upward monthly right so yeah there's no don't charge don't charge them so like, or we don't take network fees like apart from the mining apart from what sorry the mining fee the one you pay into the blockchain oh okay okay all right so the the business network decides that yeah yeah the network yeah the network decides what fee you're gonna pay so for the mining, yeah. All right. Um. So, BitPower. I'm trying to think. Like, what is the what is the big goal for BitPower? Is it just you doing it because it is something you can do and it is cool, or is there or is there a bigger story to it? Uh, the goal for BitPower, right? The big goal is. So uh, one of the things we thought about is like, okay, what would be what would be the right word to, to tell of the call before, right? So I mean, uh, we've had strive for like South Africa, uh, for strive crypto for Africa. So right, there's so many, right? But what we have figured is like, uh, BitPower would be um, a a platform, right, where we could empower businesses, right? We could uh, help provide the infrastructure for businesses, right, for businesses, developers, companies anyone to build a product on the blockchain, right? We are more focused on the development, meaning we basically provide for you. Now, let's say, for instance, you're you doing, you wanted to build a P2P platform right now. We basically provide all the tools you need when it comes to blockchain. We provide to you, for you to build on easily. That alone would save you time, cost, right? That alone would save you time and cost of going, trying to figure out what to do, this and that, right? Yeah. The cost of clients, the cost of servers, and so on. Like that alone save time, and you could go, you could build your product faster and go like, and go to production and like focus more on your business logic and trying to figure out all the wires when you need to mm-hmm. have your product live on the blockchain, right? So, um, I would say uh, in the big goal of people is obviously to is able to provide all the tools for businesses to build on the blockchain, right? I mean, and um, not only just for Bitcoin for Ethereum, right? Um, so and in, in the sense of like uh, the platform, the platform in the sense of the digital assets rather than okay let's say the other like metaverse or so right in digital yeah. assets meaning so the layman level meaning what users or what the normal human will interact with like the, like you now building let's say you want to build your next Binance you want to build your next Qdax you want to build your next uh, what else again let's say you want to build your next wallet app like Trust Wallet you could use the power right so right so that that's like the big goal and um, I would say I would confidently say that uh, we are looking the big goal for big power is to be like um, the AWS for Building on blockchain, right? The AWS, yeah, that's, meaning, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's a big... the, so yeah, the AWS, right? AWS, Amazon Web Service for people, right? Because we're not only providing data assets, we're providing the blockchain API. We are mm-hmm. providing, um, we are like almost next day, like food with things you want to like, I right, want to provide for businesses. I'm not just like from um, NFT. So basically, NFT is not like NFT platform, like NFT tools where developers who wants to build NFT marketplace could actually use. Uh, our API, right? And um, from there to our digital, our we have like a, we have something we're working on. It's interesting that now where you could um something that now we're going to use now once like right? we call it a data transfer network where you could interact with your exchanges, right? So let's say you're on Binance, let's say you as a business, right? You're already on Binance, you're already on Coinbase, you're already on this. You can't be moving, you can't like you really can't. You don't need to start moving your funds around, right? You can still have the funds in other places. Do your trade on. Binance, store your funds in Coinbase, right? Or you can connect all these services, all these platforms directly to your dashboard and manage them directly from a dashboard using our dashboard. 
Wow. I mean, that's right. It's easier for you to wow. uh, to interact, like to move on in between your exchanges from FTX, Binance to your wallet, from the power wallet to Binance to FTX. Let's see. For instance, now I've met someone that said, okay, they do on trades on Binance. Hello. Right? They would like to move from to like a personal wallet. Right? You could just do that from your dashboard. Move, do your trade on Binance, move your funds on Binance to your wallet, like out of Binance, like wallet, directly from the dashboard rather than going to Binance trying to figure out what method or what address you want to send to us. Yes. yes. Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. And that is one of the things I didn't see in the white paper. I'm wondering why I didn't see that because that is actually a very good point. As a very good selling pain because I have God knows how many crypto wallets I have. Some of them I don't even remember because there's no money inside. But I have so many of them. It would make sense if there was one dashboard where I could see all of them. And what you yeah. just said, I think that is that's that is like the kick for me. That is the the seller for me. If it just makes it more seamless, it makes that whole experience more seamless. Instead of having to, having to like open Binance, open FTX, open all these things, I have one basic dashboard where I could see all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah, definitely. We we talked a lot of projects on um, crypto around Africa, and we would definitely like talk to them about you more. And I'm sure the uh, podcast listeners, because this is just our Twitter spaces, we upload this to a podcast. They would be class like here about this because I am, but uh. A question I want to ask you. You mentioned something about like crypto for Africa. I know it doesn't work because I've I've done a bit of like you said yourself, it didn't work. I've done a bit of like marketing and space. And whenever I hear crypto for Africa, it just kind of like it makes me like it kind of like makes me fold up like a porcupine. I don't know. I don't something. It just makes me like want to like protect myself because it feels like these people are trying to take my money because there are so many use cases. Crypto for Africa is not a use case. Crypto is universal. It doesn't have to be for Africa. Anyone. Yeah. Use it. That is the point exactly. of crypto. So when you start, exactly. Yeah. When you start making it for Africa, I'm thinking maybe you don't have a real use case that you can sell. Yeah. yeah. So, but yes, the thing as far as crypto for Africa goes, yeah, I mean that is still a real life thing. Maybe it is not marketable, but still because the way Africa or the way I'm going to bring it home and say Nigerians relate with uh, with with crypto with the blockchain is different from say the way someone that lives in Europe or uh, in the US. US will in the in Europe or say maybe in China like uh, Guru said in Thailand you could go to a store and pay for something with Bitcoin in Nigeria you can't and I'm wondering why that is the case because we should be able to do that like we're talking in your left we should be able to go to come to a village and buy a phone or buy a PC so is that is that something DeFi is looking into like actually encouraging adoption like actually using the crypto instead of just throwing it yeah so um yeah. So basically, um, for like I said, when I mentioned BitPower is uh, like AWS for crypto, meaning AWS for the AWS for crypto or AWS for blockchain, meaning uh, the platform where you could build it on it, the platform where business could build and put it on, right? So one of the things we thought about or we are thinking about is adoption, right? So um, my team, right, I think we did a, we did like we did like a survey. We went to we went to four markets, right? We went to Alaba, Alaba, we went to Palogun, we went to like all these retail markets, right? And uh, <coughs> in there to just basically try and understand how people must have crypto. Or would you like to accept crypto to me? I want to hear crypto. Oh, you guys are scam. You guys are like, oh, yeah. like, are coming again. They scam me. The guy we met, the guy talk about how they scam him. We bought a coin, was showing stones of 
they work in and like I mean so yeah. that alone gives you like the bad impression. But mm. what we have done is like what we are trying to do is uh, uh we are trying to we are building something right you know we're gonna start by February, right? Mm. So it's um it's like education, right? Education meaning I mean and a lot of people are doing right now, you can see practical, you can see uh a lot of people are doing right now trying to educate people about about um crypto, right? Trying to understand yeah. let them understand like crypto is not what it seems in what the internet claims it to be because even the country is not even helping right i mean the government say they claim so if you go anywhere like oh i thought it was banned it means that it's calm right so like mm. so what we what we just have to do right there is just to try and try and educate more people right people will do what they can do so educate more people that come on board right i mean a lot of people are doing right now like trying to do even minus as on academy really trying train but musically just like publicly but um for the adoption of crypto to really go well deep in Nigeria we need to educate everybody and try yeah. to change their minds so as a scam so like crypto as a financial entity or a financial uh, a financial system right and also like the government also do a lot when if they can actually just look at it in the in the in the right light or or also right um yeah like when it comes to the ad- adoption we we are looking for so we are we are we are we are looking forward to it. Make sure or we have a guide or education for people to like for the adoption because talking to a retail platform also is oh when people buy in BTC the money goes down, I'll lose my money, right? All these kind of questions come down. Oh, I buy BTC. I they pay me in BTC, the money goes down. Things are like very important. That's the reason why we actually we have like stable points supported like first on, on big power. So where mm-hmm. so so like so that people could actually pay you in each stable coins right so like in USDC or USDC yeah uh, you, before I let Kruvi ask you the next question because I'm kind of arguing this conversation right now but you seem to love things that I love like interesting things that I want to like react to so before you and this is just an observation or maybe um, my it is not a question or anything you talked about the fact that when you go to this market and try to get people on board they they uh, this, they, they, they see you guys as like suspects the, the very suspicious of intentions and I think this uh, this is more philosophical in the sense that as Nigerians we tend to like do these things to ourselves because some of the biggest like crypto names in the space would openly show you a meme Ponzi scheme that they know a lot of people are going to like lose their money because a lot of these people are noobs and they don't understand the commentary involved that this kind of project to get in early and you get out early and that is the only way you don't lose your money but some of these people have been promised that they're going to like make life changing money so they keep holding on they are emotionally like attached to those bags and then they lose a lot of money and then they don't like crypto and they don't want to use it for their businesses and i feel in the way we are just we're shooting ourselves in the foot because the only way this thing the only way this thing becomes um a success is if we can make crypto tribal and we can build a community around it and we can make it acceptable enough. And we won't do that by shilling Ponzi schemes or by, uh, I don't know, making a bunch of like um, meme coins and just, uh, seriously, I'm just going to like, let's uh, go back to the conversation because it's, it's, it's affecting a lot of people in the space. I talk to companies who share the same frustrations that people are very suspect because 
because once they lose money, then obviously you want like stay away from that thing. Uh, I think there are better ways that we can do it. And like you said, lack of education mm-hmm. is is a problem, and that is, is something Kutura and the is trying to help with. That is why we talk to Project IQ to get a better sense of what is because we know you guys do your research. To get a better sense of what is going on out there. Yeah, so just, I, I hope you don't let uh, all those things bother you. I know you know that being in a business is not uh, a small thing and definitely you would have to like, try to like, push through those things and hopefully we get to a point where, like you said, the government is more accepting and we ourselves, we are more mindful of the things that we that we do to the space. Yeah, so I'll hand back to Groovy. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Nigeria right now. So, and that's why we, we are not trying to shrink ourselves. Like, shrink maybe the power to just, let say, Nigeria or Africa, right? And that's why we are also looking to uh, enter different markets, from the Kenya market to, to Kenya markets, like, other African countries that, that I just bring up. Like, who, like, for instance, now we have some applicants so in Kenya who wants to build um, their own, like, platform, like, let's say, like, QDAX or, like, Bitnob, right? So, all these are platforms people want to build, but they have no idea, right? So, and that's why we don't like it. That's why we are not really limiting ourselves to Nigeria, right? So, I mean, one of the things you could do, right, because one of the goals I have for crypto is actually for me to interact with crypto like fiat without, without um, I mean, and for instance, a lot of people are doing right now, right? So, a lot of people are doing right now whereby you interact with crypto, you don't even know, right? Let's say you want to send money abroad, like in between, some people are already using crypto as their will to do borderless transfer without you knowing, right? So, that's the goal whereby I could go to anywhere. I, you don't have to tell me whether I'm using crypto or not. All I have to do is I take my wallet, I pay out, right? So, so you get to like that's one of the so that's one of the goals when it comes to so in in one way or the other, even even though people even though people are not really like a lot of people that have been caused by this, right? At some point they will still at some points as the way things are going, even with lightning, different lightning and also on, right? At some point they will have no choice but like join. But uh, what we have to just do right now is to educate more people. So that's why we that's why the Bitcoin education or crypto education is very important so that people could have like so that we could actually make people like actually let people um make the right decisions when it comes to um getting into the into, into crypto or blockchain right so yeah yeah that that's quite interesting right i mean crypto still gets a bad name but i believe with time we can we can get over the slump right now so let me just try to to take us forward a little bit and move on to to the whole space generally you talked about case of whereby um, maybe there, there could be a breach anyways with any systems, right? In one way or the other. And you mentioned that you were covered by coin cover. So for example, if a small business or any type of business uses your services and there is some breach or anything, how does this insurance compensation work? Because people want to, I mean, Nigerians definitely have this apathy towards insurance because insurance doesn't usually pay out anyways. So how can people feel like, okay, they have a better option using your service, especially especially based on the fact that you have an insurance cover. So what what would happen? How would you handle it with your clients if there is a breach? Um, okay, so basically, um, when it comes to the insurance or with cover, and that's like one of the things whereby each asset, right, on on Bitpower, right, especially when it comes to the custody wallet, 
right? Um, they will have to opt in into um getting covered by by B Power, right? So if you are using our exchange wallet, you are automatically covered, right? You don't have to you don't have to like uh, do anything. But if you are using our self custody wallet, it's like an opt in where you opt in, right? Then you pay basically some amount every month to coin cover, right? Once the integration is up on our dashboard, right? So whereby you pay an amount uh to coin cover at some point and uh, what uh, what they will do is like depending on the amount so depending on amounts right so depending on amounts um that you have in your wallet so let's say a company have like ten thousand dollars wallet ten thousand ten thousand dollars in your wallet right there is an amount um coin cover can cover at that point right so uh and also like we are still in discussion with this right we are still in, the, in, in discussion with coin cover to figure out like um what coin cover can cover up to one million dollars right in in a wallet and we are still in discussion with how we can actually help to reduce like um to make it easier for businesses to get covered easily through coin cover rights to their insurance platform right so um how it works is like whenever there's a breach and we put the breach we have to figure out okay what would happen so if it comes from us right, if it's like from big power and everything right you within 24 hours once the investigation is done right then um whatever amount that is that's, that was lost will be covered right so yeah so that's basically uh, what, what our discussion is with coin cover um from next year right our from next year coin cover will be coin cover will be like um on our dashboard and the whole integration will be done so everything will be automated so we're still like hoping in, we are like with um with, with the workshop very well where we are basically uh, trying to get all the whole process done so yeah so right now um the whole um the whole coin cover um process is still is still in discussion and especially when it comes to the insurance Oh, okay, so I guess that's an add-on at some point. So it's still not yep. fully deployed. Yep. Okay. Um, something I, I think you mentioned briefly also in one of your last two qu- uh, responses was how it's not just like a Nigerian solution. You're trying to move also into Kenya and other places. So now that will bring me to how do you intend to scale these solutions in the coming years? Like what more other things do you think your platform can provide? And also something I've seen like a lot recently is that people take the governance route, right? Like the token route where people provide a token for their protocol or something. Are you also thinking that at some point you're going to have some governance token, maybe a BP? W or something like so that's like two questions in one how do you intend to scale in the next coming years and is there a governance token that we can buy and start to pump you know okay so uh, give us an alpha band. okay so the first question is um whether it's a nigerian or not so i so i would say it's um i would say right now our focus is trying to onboard as much as africa business we that wants to be on the blockchain as possible right why also we try to also um go globally that means outside africa and also on board like work with different um, companies or different uh, partners right so it's not just um, maybe say in Africa it's not restricted to Nigeria or say to Africa we are looking to go global we are like we are looking to go conquer the world I would say but basically like it's it, to me it's to me it's like a global it's a global thing because um, there is really nothing restricting us to not like to Africa we are not like doing an exchange or offering no, like fiat or whatever so it's, it's it's global then for the governance thing you said so right now there's no plan for that even though decision has come up for that but i don't think right now i don't think right now we have anything that would we are we are doing that would let us like trade the token for big power or so right now we have not 
plans for that um for any token or any governance but i mean um next year also there'll be like a lot of projects like we're going to bring in like we have a lot of projects we're going to be bringing in from um basically i would the project that basically just like um i focus more on um basically ethereum and like evm and so on but right now there's really no plan on, on any token as such Okay. Yeah. Also that, so now you, you said earlier that you, you can't, you don't, you don't support like fiat currencies at the moment. Is that something you're also working on? Like are uh, providing in the next few weeks, months or, or years coming up? Um, yeah. So basically we don't provide fiat settlements, right? So I truly does good, right? So we don't know how everything is, right? So we know the state, we know how everything is right now. So we don't support fiat settlements, right? Um, but in the future, yes, definitely. And um, to the dashboard, yes, we'll be there. Then if you, what I would say, uh, one of the things we are planning is at least um, like the next, like I would say first quarter of next year is like you being able to also like fair settlements from, so USD accounts, like a USB account. But if you yeah. want to set US, like an add-on, you have to request for it. Okay, okay. That, that, that makes sense. I noticed going through your white paper is that you only support ARC and TRC20 tokens, right? Yeah, right, nice. yes, right now. Yeah, right now. And the, I mean, if you look at the crypto ecosystem, it's growing very fast. Like one of the things I, I always say is that this ecosystem, blockchain technology moves faster than regulators can regulate. People can code faster than regulators can ban or anything. So if we agree that it's moving very fast, at what point would you start supporting other tokens? Because it's definitely a huge concern to people, like being able to move like BP20 tokens, SP tokens you know people move a lot of tokens around for many reasons and yeah. just being constrained to erc20 and trc20 tokens in itself is a form of headache so what plans do you have at scaling fast to be able to accommodate other networks okay so um okay so yeah basically um when it comes to person tokens right um like right almost every day right we do when we have a roadmap of the blockchains we are going to right um which uh which is uh from uh finance machine and how that was that would give us um BPAP twenty right then to Sana and Terra right Terra blockchain that would give us Luna USD right so um then when it comes to other tokens like so right now um and right now uh the tokens we are we are looking to support um basically ER twenty tokens twenty tokens and as well as um BP twenty tokens like these are three tokens that we are going to support right right now on um on uh, uh, on our roadmap, like BP20 tokens, once we have this minus machine, minus machine up, then um, the blockchain is Solana, then all music, all tokens are Solana as well, the SPF is Solana as well, right? So, uh, I mean, definitely in the future, we are going to keep adding more tokens from from um, from XDC to X, uh, I mean, blockchains. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of blockchain to add, right? So, uh, so the way we choose what blockchain to add is based on request. Right, so so based on request, right? So, um, for instance, uh, when you come to the power, you say, okay, I want Harmony or I want um, this particular blockchain. We basically tell you, okay, uh, we are going to look into it, right? So, we go look at dashboard and see how many requests are there for this particular blockchain. If it's quite enough for us to actually add it to our roadmap, then definitely we are going to be there because we wouldn't want to start running a node that people are not really using the node or not really using a bit. So, right, so right now it's uh, the way we choose the kind of 
questions or access to work with is basically based on requests. So let's say if you come and okay, I want to request for this particular application. If it's on TLC or Ethereum, you can easily add it like within like two days it's live for you. But if but if it's not if it's not on any on our blockchain, we try to look at how many people have actually requested for the blockchain. Right? And depending on if you are coming as a premium or as a standard um first as a standard amount of subscriber, but we can we can circulate just this one is for you, this is not for you, and just have it prepared for you. But definitely our goal is to support uh, our goal is to support these blockchains, right? So twenty blockchains is what we what our goal is to support from like um from uh, Agroland to Ed to HTC to what else on this is all blockchain. There's a lot of blockchain right so but we can only do we can only implement the ones that people really use rather than not using them. And so yeah. So um so I mean definitely once all these other blockchains are added, all the tokens will be added as well. Once um finance machines once finance machine is up on our dashboard, you basically have access to the tokens as well. Once um Solana is up, basically have access to SPL, SPL tokens as well on Solana, right? So yeah. Yeah, although you got something to add. No, I think I think we kind of uh, at least I kind of know everything I need to know about uh, Big Power right now. Okay. I just uh, yeah, I just um. Let, let me follow up. Let me follow up with a with a question. So now, if BEP tokens are up, if SPL tokens are up, these are networks, right? So does that mean that you can receive or you can transact any token that's built on those network or just the let's just say the popular tokens that are built on that network? For example, let's say what token would I use? Yeah, Star Atlas is built on on Solana. So now, if Solana is already integrated into your infrastructure. Does that mean you immediately support Sol- uh, Star Atlas, or you still just support just specific Solana tokens? Yeah. So, so now um, the tokens that we support right, on the context are these big tokens. Like, uh, for instance, now if you come to if you come if you want to use uh, Ethereum, your same tokens. The tokens that you see on our dashboard are just USDC, USDT, DAI, right? And if you request based on request, you could add Aave for you. You could have all these other platform tokens. Same goes for Solana, definitely when it comes to Solana, you support the native assets. Also, other popular assets that people choose. And based on your use case, let's say, okay, like, you have to request it. Like, based on what you want to request for, if it's on, or on a blockchain that we support, um, adding it to your, adding it for you, like, so implementing that asset like that token won't, won't be an issue, right? So it's just, uh, so that would take like three days. Like so basically, adding new assets take this for us, like, just I'm sorry, uh, Grilly, could you make out most of the things I was saying? Because I can't. I don't know if it is my network or it is network. Could you make okay. out most of them? Okay, so I said um, if you are, if you want a particular token that is not supported, uh, you have to request for it. As long as the okay. blockchain is already, let's say you already have Solana. Let's say we already have Solana now. Okay. Right. So you can request for all these applications, even oh, okay. the question like yes, this is there. You can request for it. And yeah. Then okay, yeah. So just to recap, in case uh, some people could didn't hear you, I say if they've already integrated Solana into their system, then it's just a matter of requesting for whatever specific tokens that you want. And let's say if there's no request, then. So let's say you your own token. Let's say you build your own token. Okay, your own token. 
So as long as it's trading on the popular blockchains, you would basically okay. yeah, if it's a popular blockchain, we basically uh what we do is just to basically uh since since we're on these popular things, we we have, we have to add it like in three days. If it's your own token, then that will take like two weeks because you need to ask you for your contact address and other information. So as long as it's complete intelligence. Yeah, I don't think it's on the blockchain that we have implemented. And also it's like okay. it follows like Charles. For example, you can't just you can't you can't bring Charles 10. Um that's a bit Charles since it's Charles 10. 